Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Let's put a line through the biggest stories of the week with the Mowers Week in Review. Yeah, massive week. There's never a quiet week in the NRL scope. Uh, probably the biggest story of the week, off contract, Jack White and weighing up his options for 2024. He's been up to Brisbane to meet with uh, Wayne at the Dolphins. Um, there's talk he's going to sacrifice big dollars, though, and sign with the Bunnies. They've come from the clouds. They weren't even mentioned. They were saying it was a race into uh, Dolphins and, and uh, Canberra. Canberra lodged their offer officially with the NRL, which is 1.1 over four years, so 4.4 million. Yeah. Um, what do you think he'd have to – how much of a haircut would he have to take to go to the Bunnies? Because they've already got, what, two, maybe $3 million players maybe in the trail. Cody. Cookie. Cam Cookie. Murray. Oh, yeah. Cam Murray. Yeah. Uh, that'd be close. Cookie and Cam Murray probably aren't a mill. And even Cody might not be a mill. But if yeah. they're not a mill, they're anywhere between eight and up. Yeah. Or three, I think. Yeah. So what would Jack be looking at? And he he won't play 5'8". No, it that looks like... Right. center. Yeah, it looks like he'll play left center if he was to go there. I know they've been chopping and changing with that right wing position mm. at South, and they've been looking to for someone to solidify that. Isaiah Tass, although he got dusted by Stephen Crichton in that first try, yeah. he's been really good for him uh, yeah, over the last couple yeah. of years. I've been really impressed by him. So maybe there's a spot... Maybe there's a world where he flips over to the right, maybe either on the wing or Campbell Graham goes on the wing and, yeah. and that really stiffens up that right edge as well. Yeah. So do you think Jack Whiten at, what, 750 to South? Well, isn't there uh, some sort of rule where you can't – it's got to be respectable. You can't go too far down from what your contract was or what Do you think that's why Raiders... Ricky and the Raiders lodged that offer? Probably. Yeah, because yeah. Ricky said in a press it's conference tricky, a couple, isn't week, it? Cups of, couple of weeks ago that he didn't want to have the Milford situation. And yeah. that's what happened with Milford as well, where Milford took less to go up to the Broncos back in the day. So, you remember, so when they come out and say, this is our offer, 1.1 a year for four years, does that dictate, well, Jack Whiten's market value is somewhere around that. So if South's come in at 750, the NRL may say too low. Whereas if the Raiders keep their offer secret, and the Souths come in at 750, then they don't know. I think there are rules around it, but we've heard like with the Roosters and their salary cap sombrero mm. where their players have taken unders to stay. But would you be disappointed as a Canberra fan because Jack Whiten's saying, oh, I want to go out and win a premiership, right? Mm. AKA he's saying he's not going to be able to win it here. Yeah. And then Ricky and the club have stuck by Jack Whiten with through not like big issues. There's but been a couple. They've, they've st- stuck by him a few times mm. and – you know, the end of his career, he wants to go and win a premiership somewhere else. Like, you'd be kind of feel So, good, the, I, I think of the players. I always go back to players first. Miss, I'll just like your you yeah. know, swimmers first with, with what's going on, right? Did they stick by Bronx Goodwin at Canberra yeah, right. when he went through his stuff? Yeah. No, they didn't. Why didn't they stick by yeah. Bronx Goodwin at the time when he was mm. going through drums? Because he wasn't Jack Whiten's level. Yeah. So, these elite players always get a little bit more leniency. Yeah. Not saying Jack's been pretty good. You know, he had the little scuffle, a little wrestle with Latrell in the offseason, but felt like for the last no maybe story. four to five years, he's been yeah. um, pretty solid. You know, yeah. he had that one blowout. You know, it felt like it was four or five years now. It could be wrong. Um, but yeah, that's the reason, you know, Ricky and Canberra are stuck with him. Yeah. To your first question, 100% if you're a Raiders fan, but if, if you're also you're a Raiders fan, you've got to be realistic. 
Yeah. Do you have a premiership winning team right now? Yeah. And can you see it in the next couple of years? No, if you can't, well, then do you want to spend 1.1 on, to keep Jack White, who has been a great servant to the club, but it's not necessarily going to win you a comp either, right? Mm, so yeah. maybe you can spend that money elsewhere yeah. and uh, and they can start to build on some of these younger kids that, you know, they might, Xavier Savages of the world. Maybe yeah. they, they start focusing around those guys. For Canberra, the silver lining. So that if let's say they offload Jack White and they free up straight away a million bucks a year. This is an interesting one when club versus player, will they stick by Jared Croker for the last year of his contract? I tend to think not. He's apparently on a big wicket at the really? moment. Yeah, yeah, big wicket. So if they free up, say, 750 to 800 on Croker plus a million bucks on Jack Whiten, you can either get, what, four really good first graders or potentially two stars down to the Raiders. I know it's hard to attract players down to the Raiders, but um, there's there's always a silver lining. What about the Dolphins, boys? They're the other – I mean, it looks like South. I think Hoops is reporting he's going to South. But the Dolphins are the other contenders over there. And, I mean, Wayne Bennett is this master coach, right? And everyone yeah. wants to play for him. Are the Dolphins in a better spot, premiership-wise, to Canberra right now? Do you think? Yep. I like. I'd like the idea of him going to the Dolphins. Yeah. Me too. I like the. I like the young spine that they've got building there. Jeremy Marshall King's a little bit older. He's 27, 28. He's really se- like seasoned himself now. He's he's getting in that top five discussion for for hookers in the competition. I think. I really love Katoa. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think you know they've just re-upped Hamaso, and he's not your traditional fullback with you know with all that sweeping shape, but. Uh, he can he can do what not 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 many other fullbacks can do. I think Jack Whiten would be a great addition to the Dolphins. I'd love to see him go to the Dolphins too. And the Dolphins add Herbie Farnworth, Tom Flegler, yeah, wow. and they're going really hard at a Sofa Solomona. Mm. If you added Jack Whiten into that, that's the four. That's almost four marquee signings, and then they're a legit team. That's what they always said, right? Because they missed out on Munster, they missed out on Ponga, yeah. and they always said, you know what? We're not going to blow in the long the game. first year. Yeah. Second year, all of a sudden, you add yeah. in these players, and then the Dolphins will go from a pretty good team as they are now to a great to a team, top four. So it's yeah. good option, mate. I think they're like. a good option. And whilst Herbie Farnworth and Tom Flegler aren't like bona fide marquee signings. It, the, one of the reasons that is is because Flegler's in the shadow of Haas. I think Flegler's actually an awesome player. And Herbie's in the shadow of Reese Walsh yeah. and Katoni, Katoni Staggs. Yeah, I think he's a proper star. You know who those two signings remind me of? They remind me of a team that went really well last year, North Queensland Cowboys. Two guys couldn't really solidify starting spots consistently. Yeah. At the Cowboys were Hamaso and yeah. Tom Gilbert. Yeah, they go down to the Dolphins. Wayne Gone. gets the best out of them, and they're flourishing. I can see Flegler and Herbie coming to Dolphins next year, and if they were able to secure Jack Whiten off the back yeah, of that wow. as well, mm. I think they got themselves a serious team. Not as in, I don't think they'd be uh, title contenders straight away next year, but they got some nice pieces. Yeah. All right, if that was the biggest story of the week, this was probably the second biggest. This broke, uh, I believe, yesterday, maybe Thursday. Roger Tuovasa-Shek heading to the Warriors for 2024. He's back. Uh, Madge said he'll look at him straight away for the Kiwis at the end of this season. Massive signing for the Warriors. Great to see Tuovasa-Shek back. This is just win, win, win for rugby league. As a Kiwi, it would have been nice to have him last year. Would have, yeah. That's yeah. the spot we'll miss him because we had Joey Manu uh, play essentially, you know, obviously he's a great fullback, but Joey Manu played fullback where if we could have kept him in that right center spot or left center spot where uh, Chance Nickel Clockstat played out of position, yeah. it would have been good for the Kiwis to have him there. But it's good for the game to get Roger back. Uh, I've sort of been watching closely uh, his progression over there, and, and it wasn't really, he wasn't that word, he wasn't really progressing too much with regards to the All Blacks. Why do you think that was? Um, the, the All Blacks are a different beast, uh, and, they've, and it's so, so competitive. Quickie? 
No, it's just so competitive. Yeah, mate. okay. It's like it's like trying to break into the New South Wales or Australian. So, what here, position is Roger league. playing over there? He was playing centre, fullback, wing, floating around for for Auckland. He's also playing some local footy as well, trying yeah. to you know, continue to improve. And the beauty of uh, Roger is he requires that open space that you don't get all the time in in rugby union. It's you know with that uh, we don't have the ten meter. Um, line there with the referees and and Roger does his best work on kick returns as well where he can yeah. come off that left or right foot so yeah uh, well, he'll be great to get back in the game will he slot straight back in at fullback for the Warriors see this is yeah Gibbo you, you look like you want to jump at that one it's going to be yeah. tough because Warriors are going really good mate can I ask you Scope as a, as a former player so Chance Nickel Clockstar obviously he's been playing really well for the Warriors yep. he'll be reading these reports that Roger's coming back how hard would it be for a player knowing that a player is coming to play your position. I'm not sure if it happened in your career, but what are you sort of thinking there? Well, that was my whole career because I was never (laughs) to that level of, you know, the Rogers where I could ever settle. But it it brought out the best. My prime example, um, my really good mates, when I went to Manly and we were in a real competitive um, spot in the second row spot with myself, Jimmy Bura, Tommy Simons, a couple of these guys that, you know, we all hadn't, properly solidified an edge back row spot. So I brought out the best of me because we're always competing and hanging out with each other and trying to better each other. Mm. Um, with Chansey, it'll be the same thing. He's been, for me, he's been close. Yeah, he'd be in the top three best players for the Warriors this year. He's missed a couple, maybe a game or two with injury, but every every game, the one that stands out the most is that Cronulla game. Yeah. When they were down and they were losing to Cronulla 20-0, he was, he was pivotal in bringing them back and he kept on trying – his backside off to get him back into that game, but it's a good little. Uh, yeah, it'll be a good, good little problem to um, have. good little problem to have well, for where, Webster. Where would Roger play if he doesn't play fullback, centre? Well, he's played on the wing before. Wing, yeah, yeah he's he's swapped and changed. Gun winger. So yeah, gun winger. What for do you the think Roosters? they would have paid for Roger? Is it the same Seven sort eights, of contract? That maybe not. I'm thinking maybe yeah, not. Maybe not at this point of his career. Yeah. And then having a couple of years off, and also, it's. With the position that the Warriors have got, it's become a little bit more appealing for Roger to come back to, right? With yeah. The way that they've started the season, it's a bit like Red, uh, the Dolphins as well for Jack, where you know probably six weeks ago he might not even thought the Dolphins and Roger might not even been thinking of the Warriors, but the yeah. way they've performed this year, it's like all right, there might be something happening here. Uh, it might be worth coming back. How famous is Roger in New Zealand? Is he a big deal? Yeah, he yeah yeah yeah. He's, so this uh, is this is this is a marquee signing, I think, for potentially a bargain price. I think this is. And masterstroke by the Warriors. Well, they've also, one thing they've got, the position they've got the most depth in, I reckon, is in the halves. So yeah. they've got Shawnee Johnson. They've yep. got Luke Metcalf, who they yep. got from Cronulla, who's a whiz kid who I think didn't he's play awesome. much. They've uh, got Volkman as well. Volkman. Yep. So, and Tamari Martin, who yep. has been one of their better players. So I think if we're thinking about what position they can sort of shift around, it's not going to be in the halves. No, He'll no, either no. play either centre or... Or fullback, you have to think, right? Yeah, yeah, potentially. Even if he plays like that roving centre role, yeah. like a, a Joey Manu. Um, either way, win-win for the Warriors. Uh, this one again, like I, I don't even like giving it airtime, but here it is. Rugby Australia targeting Payne Haas. This Hamish McLennan bloke comes out again and says, oh, Payne could play in Brisbane or Paris. Like, does... Does Hamish forget that you still got to play in their local competition, which is the Super 14, 17, 13, 12, whatever this Super Rugby is, that's not played in Paris. That's nah. not played. Like, they've, they've got to get through that yeah. with empty stadiums and no one watching on TV. Like, you've got to get through that part of the season before you go on a trip. But also, Payne Hass is about to be a million-dollar player in Rugby League. Like, do they think he can't pay for an end-of-season trip to go see 
wherever he wants in the world. Yeah, yeah that's a fair point. It's, uh, it's a bit, it's a bit condescending. Yeah, that's look that, and we have we have back and forth with rugby union, and 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 Volandis will have his stabs, and this is often the one that comes back from rugby union players and rugby. Yeah, league, would you rather play union, in rugby Penrith or Paris? But you're right, mate. I yeah, you know, I love my. I still I love rugby union. I love watching mm. rugby union, especially international level. I love what the Wallabies yeah. and All Blacks going against each other. But that you know happens. Twice a year for Bledisloe, um, the World Cups once every four years, so it's I I don't get into the Super Rugby as much. I, no. I, I'm not familiar with as, as many players as I am at the international level. So yeah, it's a nice thing to look forward to that. You know, the odd game in Paris mm. or, or or playing in Twickenham and, and playing over in the UK, but that's feels like it's every two or three years. So it's not something you want to. There'll be bank a stark on. difference. When Joseph Swilly goes to rugby between this weekend playing the Anzac Day game at the football stadium or at Allianz in front of a full crowd with a massive event to next year playing or the year after playing for the Waratahs mid-season Super 15. I feel like uh, Rugby Australia every couple of weeks now have just they just toss another name up. And the thing is, um, where would Payne has even play? Oh, he'd, he'd, I think it was a loose forward, so he played. Like I read eight. somewhere, yeah. So he'd have to play eight. Or locks are quite tall in in Rugby yeah. Union. Potentially, he could play there. A blindside flanker, maybe a bit like Artie Surveyor. Would he want to do that much work? Um, well, yeah, he does. He's got the engine well, for it. Compared to yeah. uh, his rugby league, it's probably easy. It'll be half of what he yeah. does. It'll <laughs> legit be half what he does. in, okay. and, and that's respectfully to the union boys because he is a freak of nature in our game. Yeah. Like the stats that he do, like he gets through in our game are not even normal front row stats. So you yeah, imagine, yeah. you know, but when cleaning he goes out in, rucks and stuff is just dirty work. It's yuck. Yeah. It's yuck. Putting your head in places you don't want to. But I think Payne Haas, you know, from Newcastle, like, most kids who grow up in Australia grow up wanting to play rugby league, right? He's not only doing that, he's about to become a million-dollar player in that sport. Oh, yeah. I cannot see him going to rugby, surely. No, me and neither. It, and it could be a little bit, you know, his his management playing into it as well. Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah. Uh, other news, Sam Walker dropped to reserve grade by Trent Robinson, Joey Manuel partner Luke Keery in the halves. Is this is this the best halves combination for the Roosters? And was, was Sam Walker the problem at the Roosters? <sighs> I don't think he was the problem. We... I got Gibbo last week yeah. for too many Chiefs, not enough Indians. I still believe that. Uh, at the Roosters, they've got so many players that want, you know, want to touch the ball. And, you know, he's a young half who is probably sixth or seventh in the pecking order, which is yeah. crazy to think that a halfback is so far down. But, you know. Does that mean he's a little bit hamstrung at times? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, that, and that'll be the frustrating bit part for, for Sam Walker. And, you know, in a way, Robbo, because it takes, again, we talk about, uh, sacrifices that some players have to make sometimes. You know, you got I, I dare say the, the guy who'd be running the team is Kiri, Luke yeah. Kiri. But then you've got Teddy who wants the twenty five touches. Everyone mm. you know, every Roosters supporter wants Joey Manu and Joseph Suali to get more ball. Yeah. And then you've got Victor Radley touching the ball two times a set. Yeah. If he's not carrying it, he's got that nice shape through the middle. And then Brendan Smith is a is a running hooker. So at what point as a halfback you know that like I said I named you know five or six there. Yeah. And then all right, fifth tackle, Sammy Walker put a kick into the corner for us. And yeah, we'll chase, yeah. you know, like, yeah. th- th- and that's what I feel like when I'm watching the, the Roosters at the moment. I can just see this scenario this weekend. Joey Manu is such a dominant player, particularly like when he plays for New Zealand at one or six or when he's played for the Roosters at one or six, he almost demands the ball more than anybody. He's so dominant. He has like 50 touches in the game. It's ridiculous. I can see this scenario tomorrow. So the Roosters are in the attacking 20. Um, Kiri, it's last tackle. Kiri calls the ball because he wants that cross-field kick. 
Joey Manu's on a short side screaming at Cheese, give me the ball, I want to run it. Like, Cheese is going to have some serious decisions to make this yeah. weekend. Yeah. I think this is where it'll simplify it, though, because I think Kiri over for calls. sure Kiri will get will be the main guy now. Yeah. Um, when Joey gets in for touches, if you know, like, if you watch it from afar, he's not necessarily a big talker. He's a real instinctual player, so he'll mm. just he'll run in. He could potentially be sitting on a short side mm. and just instead of calling for the ball from the dummy half, just go and get it from dummy <laughs> yeah. half. He'll push Cheese out of the way, yeah, yeah, take yeah. a scoot because he sees something and then go off, and then everyone else has got to get on the back He's, of it. But gen, more times than not, he makes you know either, either he makes good decisions. He makes good decisions, or he turns it into a good decision when he bumps you know four or five off. Is there a call you can make? Because I see this happen all the time. Just that exact scenario. Say like it's Manly and Cherry Evans is calling for the ball, and Tom over calls it, or whoever it is. Can you? Is there a word you can say to the dummy half, which is like, basically, overcall. I see something and I'm overcalling our playmaker. Yeah, there's a couple. So how would that go down in the yeah. dressing sheds after the game if it doesn't? You've work? You've got to get it right. Okay, <laughs> and and you've got to have the runs on the board too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, just say if there was shape. I used to play left side for Manly, and we used to have there's a whole heap of calls where the super supers a call hot, um, Arco at Man, back at Manly. Everyone's got a call. And if it come to the left side where we're trying to lay the left side to go back to the right for that really nice shape, yeah. and I looked up and I've got maybe a small half in front of me and a big front rower, and I think, yeah. oh, I'm an opportunity. This is like, I don't mind yeah. this. I can skip on the outside of that front row, hopefully, yeah. get to the half and maybe draw and pass or throw yeah. the cutout ball. Like I said, you've got to have the runs on the board to call that. So yeah, that, yeah, oh, yeah. For me, if I did call it, I'd yeah. have to get it right. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd get a spray because the right side had Glenn Stewart, Jamie Lyon, Daly Cherry Evans, yeah, Brett Stewart. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, all the guns Who were on that Who was that, Matty Ballon you were calling? Yeah, Matty Ballon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you've got to, you've got to make sure um, you get it right. But then on the flip side, if it is coming the left side, Glenn Stewart got it any time he wanted because he yeah. had the runs on the board. And okay. more often than not, he'd come up with the right decision. So It's very interesting. I love hearing about the politics of, of teams like that.